Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Get ready to delve into the world of David Makes Man right now, tonight on After Buzz Drama. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello, everybody. Happy Hump Day. It is a lovely Wednesday evening, and we are here with a brand new show, David Makes Man on OWN, right here on After Buzz Dramas. I am your host, Sahai Wilson, and I have a lovely panel with me tonight. <laughs> we got my boy, Josh. Yo, what's good? Good to see you again, <laughs> Yo, Josh. what's up, what's up? <laughs> so Josh is going to be on our special segment called Skies High, right. where we connect one of our characters that we learned about tonight and is the things that we learned from him, and then we got Zakia. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Zakia will be hitting us with our news and gossip. We also have a special segment tonight called our top three, where Mm -hmm. we're going to give you our top three moments that Oprah made us cry. And, you know, she is very good at that. (laughs) It's hard to choose three. Hard to choose. It was definitely hard. But first, you know, if you watch tonight's show, it was amazing. You know, the writing was amazing. The visuals were amazing. But it was a lot. What were your overall thoughts, guys? Well, for me, my overall thoughts were, considering what I know about Miami and the surrounding areas, I think they did an excellent job of putting all of that information into one hour, letting us see the different dynamics between school, home, friendship, enemies. I think they did a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, Same. And I also feel like the visuals were everything for me. Mm -hmm. I really used all five senses when I was watching David Makes Man. I think that was so important, especially to understand David as the main character. It was interesting for me because a show like this, some people may think, oh, it's I'm not going to connect to anything. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people can just because you may not have lived in the projects mm-hmm. that you can't understand what it's like going to school growing up as a, a middle schooler mm-hmm. having maybe growing up in a single parent home and for me those are the things that I connected with I lived I was born in Miami but mm-hmm. I, I I lived there as an adult I didn't grow up there but okay. I lived in in other cities I lived in Brooklyn I lived in Virginia and the life that David is leading that we see I think kids across the country experience mm-hmm. that so we're kind of going to go through the episode and give you our take on mm-hmm. on some of the things that we saw tonight and please we're in the live chat so right. please hit us up and let us know what you were thinking what you thought of the show and so let's get started so we start with David's life at school. Mm-hmm. We see him getting dressed. His brother pees the bed. Mm-hmm. He's putting on his uniform. He's rushing to the bus. We've all been there. Yes. But the part <laughs> that hit me was when he had to put on that baseball cap and he changed from a frown yes. to a smile. Like he, It's like he had to put a mask on mm-hmm. to get through the day. Now, some of us grown folks, you know, that's what we do at work. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. To get through the day. But to see him as a young child doing that. How did that affect you guys when you saw that? Well, for me, um, it was familiar. Mm. 
because I went to a predominantly white school. Okay. So to see him transition from and, and it was and I love the visual because he ran from his hood right. into the school and it that transition from now I'm hired, I'm tough from on the bus and completely switching to a smile and yo, what's up? And even just trying to now impress the teacher so mm-hmm. now he has a different persona because with his friend it's yeah. like yo but with the teacher it's like I want to impress you because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get somewhere else right so I, it was a familiar feeling um and I it was kind of like nostalgic in a way um but it was definitely a strong feeling yeah how definitely. about you um well first I'd like to let everyone know I am in the live chat so if you see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at some of the comments. <laughs> and if you have something you want to say, just let us know. Yes. But um, for me, I, I did like the transition of the dynamic. It showed that he's aware of his surroundings. He's self-aware. I know that I have to look a certain way, act a certain way in order to survive in this environment. So let me turn off who I am, turn on someone else mm-hmm. in order to keep it moving. Yeah. And Zakia, when you said he was running to school, it's like he's running away from the hood in the sense. Yeah into this new environment. Mm -hmm. So he's running away from something that he eventually at the end of the day has to go back to. You know, we also see at school, the lovely Felicia Rashad, you know, as the teacher, one of the things that we'll be doing throughout this episode, you know, we're getting to learn the characters, their names. So if I say a wrong name, I apologize, Mm -hmm. but you know, it was great to see the one of the mom of all moms in this role. First of all, looking flawless with his hair. I mean, Claire Huxtable, you you look the same. She looks the same, but to see her in this teaching role, I thought was very appropriate because mm-hmm. she's been teaching us all our lives. That's true. So to see her with this new generation, I love that. But she asked David, who are you? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he, he, he's figuring out at school, who he is, uh, in relation to all the other students, mm-hmm. which we saw cause a, a conflict because um, he, David and his best friend at school, you know how you got a, like a work husband and a work wife? Yes. I feel like that's his best friend at school. Do you think he has a best friend at home that we'll eventually see? Is like, Would you say that's his brother? I, yeah, I think his brother has taken that role because mm-hmm. I think Sky was supposed to be that person for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Right. I thought it for me it was Sky and I feel like with him having to juggle so many different faces that the people other than Sky in his hood don't respect him any longer. Right. Um and especially cuz he doesn't have Sky to watch over right. him as yes. we then noted or then realized. I know. Mm-hmm. So Sky is a character that we saw throughout the episode. He he's on the bus with with uh David, who they also call Dave or DJ. Mm-hmm. So you may hear us use different, different terms for him. But we see him um, talking to this guy, Sky. And I was like, who this grown man, this little boy talking to? Yeah. I thought it was just like an OG that was just like counseling him that happened to just be around all the time. And we later learn it's, it's, it's is he a relative or just like... We don't know yet. Okay, yeah, we're still learning about him. Yeah. Like, yes. But he's this character that has advised... David, um, and that has kind of guided him, mm-hmm. and now he's gone, and we're, we're seeing how that affects him. You guys said that you felt like this was a sign of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Can of you el- elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, um, I felt like it was a sign of PTSD, especially towards the end, and I know we're jumping around, but because uh, uh, Sky is a mirage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an image, he's an optical illusion, he's something that David is seeing because Sky is giving certain types of advice 
that David is replaying in his head. Mm -hmm. There are times where I'm in situations, I can hear my dad's voice, I can hear my mom's voice. And I know they're not there, but they're in my head. Mm -hmm. So I think that David is struggling with that fact. And I think that's what's causing his PTSD to act out. He doesn't know what he's dealing with yet. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think from the trauma of probably losing Sky, he has Sky there with him. But I think it's also important to realize that Sky is a connector. So Sky connects him to school, his hood, and his home. So he He's the one, the ground, like the foundation of everything. That's yeah. true. Um, we so, also haven't seen how he lost Sky because that could have contributed to the PS- exactly. PTSD that right. we that mm-hmm. he's uh, affected by now. Also, Sky is someone that is with him all the time, but he is is dealing with a loss. You right. know what I'm saying? And so that's something for a, for a young child, for an adult, for anybody to right. try to figure out how to handle is it's a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Um, at school, DJ gets in a fight with his best friend, Saren, mm-hmm. um, because he calls him out about something. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was initially just like, like he said in the principal's office about race. Mm-hmm. And Felicia Rashad, the teacher, whose name, let me get her name. Dr. W.T. Dr. Yeah, W.T. Woods Trap. Yeah. <laughs> he made that clear. Exactly. Yes, yes. Dr. W.T. She thought it was due to him feeling like an outsider in, yeah. in the classroom. Um, but it, we later learned that it was due to him, to Saren confiding in him about what's going on at home, that his stepfather is physically and um, sexually abusing him. That's right. And I was like, Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. The show that got tough got even tougher at that moment. Well, I want to take it back also to the fact that the reason why he did act out at first is because a sense of jealousy. Yeah. And because as we remember when he was talking to Sky, Sky told him to go first. Right. And him playing so d- many different faces or being so many different individuals at school, he feels like he has to be the best. Yeah. So when he saw that Saren was out beating him, he kind of took a low blow and yeah. like stabbed him where it hurt. Yeah. And he even like struggles with that throughout the episode. But it's just it's just so crazy to see that as a young child, um, it felt like it was like he kind of had a familiar intuition, either like he knew like what's what Sarah was actually going through. And it might not been on that level, Mm -hmm. but it was it was like that pain, like a familiar pain. And I know if I hit this button, that pain is going to like resonate and make you react. I think because that happens because in the hood and he has to be, that's the tactic he would use in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So he's bringing some of the tactics that he uses in the hood to school to kids like Saren who, who not used to that, you know, he, Saren didn't know what was coming. He, he just reacted. And, um, to see a young man go through this process, I think is an amazing, uh, thing that this show is doing to see, to, to give us the opportunity to hear from young, young boys and Mm -hmm. how they're feeling because they often can't express themselves sometimes with words. It comes out physically. But one thing that I do want to express is our love for after buzz TV. You got that right. (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of our viewers, all of our fans for making us the ESPN of TV talk. If you are watching us on YouTube, listening to us on iTunes, please make sure that you subscribe to us. If you subscribe, you'll get a ding anytime we post a video. You can let us know in the comments 
how we're doing, how you feel about some of the shows that we're covering, and even chime in with some of your opinions and facts if you have them. We want to say here at AfterBuzz that we are very, very, very grateful for all of you. We thank you so much, and we hope that you continue to join us in the future. Yes, thank you so much. So back to our show. So we're going to get into life at home because I found that really um, something that I connected with. You know, I, too, was was raised by a single mom Mm -hmm. and I have a younger brother. So there's the dynamic of being the older sibling. Mm -hmm. You're trying to kind of help out at home. We see David changing his brother's sheets in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. not only changing them, but washing them, putting them, you know, putting them back in the house to help mom out. And also he's trying to make things easier on his mom. And that's that, that balance, another balancing game that he's playing. So what were your thoughts about David's life at home? Your observations, oh, would you say? Well, uh, it's a lot. So I, I speak from two different points of view. Okay. I grew up in an upper middle class neighborhood, uh, out right out, you know, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I grew up kind of, I would be considered like a little rich boy, mm-hmm. but my dad is a pastor. Okay. And so I used to go with my father when he would go on missions to the lower income areas and counsel the young boys, you know, 15, 16 year olds who were raised by, all of them aren't raised by single mothers. Some of them are raised by single fathers. Okay. So my opinion on this is that David has a very big responsibility because he not only has to make sure that his brother is taken care of. Right. He also has to make sure that his mom, who we seem to allude, they allude to that she was a drug addict. She was. Like. She's a recovering drug addict. Right. So, But she looks amazing and she's doing a great job. Yeah, she's doing a great job. And she even expresses that to him saying, hey, I'm doing my part. Don't give them any reason to send anyone here. Definitely. So I think that David, uh, you're asking a lot of someone in his age to take on this responsibility. And at this point, I think he's doing pretty good. Okay. okay. Um, I just think of it as the perspective of the child. Yeah. Because being that young and having that much responsibility is way too much. It's something that we see too often yes. that shouldn't be um, a part of our young men because they carry that as they become men. Right. right. Like our young boys carry that as they become men. Yeah. I um, mean, you see, he yearns for the love of his mom. Yeah. True. But she, and it's not that she's not trying to give it to, or yeah. doesn't want to give it to him, but she only is doing what she knows best and right. she's right. trying to provide. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it's a heartbreaking story. Yeah. But it's something that we all know so well and I mean I even had to go through something similar where Mm -hmm. it was like my mom had to work a lot so I had to be more independent more mature yes but that's the thing I I ask because I know me the way I was raised made me more independent which Mm -hmm. helped me as an adult Mm -hmm. because I was able to to do things for myself I wasn't Mm -hmm. waiting for anybody to help me and those are skills that I try to teach you know my brother and anyone else that that works with me. So mm-hmm. even though it doesn't, it's it's hard to see, is it helpful in some ways in order to, to teach kids, hey, this is what life is about. It's not going to be easy all the time. You got to, you know, they have to learn these at some point. So I think it's beneficial in a, in a sense. And mm-hmm. then there it, it isn't because it's beneficial because now I have the mentality where I'm not going to settle for less. Right. But in a sense, if I look back at it, yeah. it's hurtful because now I have a hard shell. I yes. have a still face. I can't really um, interact with anyone who's like m- more emotional. I'm speaking for me. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. I, like if you are too emotional, I'm like, oh, my God. Or like, what's wrong with you? What's yeah. wrong with you? Like, just pick it up. Yeah. But then also from a child sense, you feel like you missed a lot in yeah. your childhood and like just from a like being a child it's like 
dang, I wish I could have got those sneakers or I wish I could have played outside a little longer or I wish I had that relationship with my mom, with my mom, where we were like now like best friends because we were able to do so much when we were younger. I think with David's mom that what I saw is that scene where he was telling her how he got in a fight today. He comes home from school. His younger brother, JG, is out on the streets fighting um, and which leads to David having to be the lookout that night. Right. And so he's telling his brother not to fight. Meanwhile, he just got in a fight at school with his own best friend. Right. So he's, he fortunately was honest with his mom and told her what happened, but he held back how it, it made him feel emotionally. And that shot where he went from hugging her to actually standing up straight and like being hard, yeah. I think it was beautiful and harsh at the same time to, mm-hmm. because... His mom don't got time right. to be coddling him. You know, she got to work. She's trying to keep herself together. And she has eyes on her trying to make sure she m- messes up. You know, people want to see her do bad. They don't believe her. And I think she's also trying to gain her her children's trust again. You know, sure. she was not home. at. She mentioned that something happened when she wasn't home. But now she's trying to tell them, hey, I'm here now. And I think that's an, another hard adjustment. So, again, we see David trying to adjust in so many ways, mm-hmm. and and it's it's like uh, turmoil. He's like fighting within himself. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't even say adjust. I feel like he's sacrificing like his uh, his childhood, yes. and his boyhood for the things that he has to go through. Yeah, he's sacrificing true. the way he actually feels because he knows his mom needs him to be a little tougher because she doesn't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It um, I met someone out here who told me something. I was I was raised with a, a military dad mm-hmm. and a mother who was an educator. Mm-hmm. She was very sweet. I mean, the sweetest lady. Mm-hmm. But she could also let you know, look here, bro, I'll slap you. Okay? Like Felicia Rashad's character. Yeah, like <laughs> I will get up in there. Right. But, um, but uh, so my parents had a good balance of emotional awareness. Okay. Okay. I met somebody out here who told me that his father raised him to never cry about anything. If he fell down and broke his leg, you better not cry, man up. Right. And he said that is translated into his adulthood as being callous yes. and apathetic. He said he doesn't have any emotions for anybody. Like, And he said it's hard for him in relationships with people. Very much yeah. so. I've dated those people. Right. And so I think... <laughs> no, but I, but it's a, that's a valid point. No, it's true. Because here it is. I... I am an emotional person. Mm-hmm. And so when I date someone... And I would not have imagined. Really? I know. <laughs> How do I know it's I hide it so well? But when I date someone who doesn't... Ha- dry or, or if i express emotion to them they don't they they always tell me oh you're too emotional you're too emotional right. and i'm like maybe you're not emotional enough oh exactly mm-hmm. so it but i have to think about okay why is that yes. you know but sometimes you're just you you're, you don't take that you have to when you're getting to know someone you, mm-hmm. you it's like okay this is their issue right. i realize now everybody got something and right. you just got to figure out if that's what you want to deal with mm-hmm. um you being a parent mm-hmm. How do you cheat? Do you have any sons? Yeah, actually, just have one, but he's, he's oh, he's a baby. Congratulations! Yeah. Yes, yeah. Josh just had a little boy, yeah, like two months ago. Yes, congratulations! <laughs> yes. So, jo- you're a parent, are yes. you a parent? No, okay, so Josh is the only you're gonna come up with. I us. got you, jo- I'm a cool aunt. Okay, you're a cool auntie, okay. Um, but you're gonna give us the, the male perspective and the parent perspective. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna come to you yes. for that. So, okay. how do you feel like 
you can teach your son how to be emotional, but yet be strong? Uh, teach him rationale and logic. Okay. So there are times where, and I've been in situations like this, you know, which I thank God for my wife because mm-hmm. she's a good balance. Okay. She's not overly emotional and she's not under emotional. Uh, for me, I would say there are times where you have to be emotional and you also have to be empathetic. So just be, my mom would say, all, you never know what happened to someone before they got to you. Exactly. Right. And that's how I would teach him to lead emotions okay. as a father. Now, as a male, there are times where you can't always be emotional yeah. because it's expected of us to be hard or protectors or whatever they may be. So I'm going to have to teach him the balance. Like, it's okay to be emotional as a male. It doesn't make you weak. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people teach that. Like, if you cry, yes. you're less of a man. I'm like, well, no, I mean, it's an emotion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think um, that was the beauty of this show that we're getting to see that yes. perspective, especially um, from the writer and the creator of the mm-hmm. show, Terrell yeah. Alvin McCraney. Like, yeah. to have him give us this insight on what it's like to grow up as a young boy mm-hmm. is beautiful. I think one of the things um, I definitely, when I saw the, the promo for the show, I thought it brought me back to Moonlight, which. You know, mm-hmm. he won the Oscar for mm-hmm. um, visually and the storyline. But I think this this gives us an opportunity to kind of take the characters that we see in Moonlight uh, further. You mm-hmm. know, and we we have 10 episodes. So you guys got to stick with us I'm for telling you. Through yes. all 10 episodes <laughs> yes. as we break this down every week and we can grow together and mm-hmm. learn together. So let's talk a little bit more about David's life in the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he got into a he, in trying to save his brother. You know, he took this bro- his brother out of this fight and then ended up having to kind of pay the price and become the lookout that night. And and he interacts with that drug dealer um, with the red hair. Yeah, with the red yes. hair. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have his name. But that relationship, I think we're going to see a lot more from. What did you think about their dynamic? Like, it seemed like they were familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, David, I don't know if they were friends at one point or they weren't. Um but he's he's the guy that, you know, when David was going to school, he was trying to run away from that whole crew that right. was just like outside, you know what I'm saying? And trying to avoid making eye contact. And then here it is. He got to come home. And the brother, little JG, who I feel like he's going to be a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be hard. He is. And he's going to get everybody in trouble. Yes. So, um, yes, it forces David to kind of then be in the look at, be the lookout, which right. is totally different from the prep school he just came from. Of course. So how do you think David's life in the hood kind of will fit into this storyline? I feel like, um, so with the guy, it's jealousy. Mm. So he sees... With a redhead? Yes. Okay. With the guy with the red hair from the hood. I'm trying to yeah. find it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's it's jealousy. So he has to... And I think it's raining. Raining. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's jealousy. So he has to... Um, he has to now be tough and hard, like, cause they all know, like, you going to this magnet school, right? Right. We right. know where you going every right. morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go to school with us, mm-hmm. so right. he kind of, in a way, is like he's jealous. But this jealous is hatred. It's bad. Like you could tell, like, like he said, you gotta look him in the eyes. Like you can tell, this is this is to the point of like Street life smart. and death. Right. Yeah. Like that's how. That is so much hate. It's not even jealous at this point. It's hate. So, um, and then he even said mentioned something in regards to Sky, like. Like I always wanted to be how Sky viewed you. So oh. in a sense, it's like now you going to this prep school. You mm-hmm. smart and you was my heroes, like and prodigy. That's, like, yes, yeah. that's why he said I thought there was only one of us. Okay, mm-hmm. now it makes sense because I think with a show like this, sometimes you gotta you might have to watch it two times because right. yes. you're gonna pick up things. things. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna miss mm-hmm. things, and so um, you'll hear us kind of 
coming to mm-hmm. terms or getting clarity in certain mm-hmm. things. That's a good I, point. I foreshadow like him trying to set him up in some way. Ooh, like ooh, it just, girl, it's, hold it for the predictions, ooh. girl. Hold okay, it for the predictions. Okay, okay. But that's a good one. That's a good one. Thoughts on um, life in the hood? Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about Ray. So Raynan, Raynan, because there's Ray, the stepdaddy. Okay, we'll talk about Raynan, Raynan, Mm -hmm. Raynhead, Raynan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, okay, so for me, I think that I do think Raynan's trying to set David up, but I also think there's a part of Raynan that wants him to succeed. Mm. Now, and I'm going to tell I kind of agree with that. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tell you why. I think that Raynan is having a man versus self conflict. Yes. Because he is jealous. He is upset. But the other at the other point, he's almost like, let me befriend him. Let me be his brother because he possibly could get on his coattail. That's one. Okay. But yes. I think and this is a stretch. Okay. I think Raynan might be trying to go after David for the wrong reasons. And I mean that in a relationship way. Okay. Not a brother. Like romantically? Romantically. Okay. Okay. So we did see hints of that with those shots where Saren and David were very close together. Mm -hmm. So you're saying you think that Raynan likes like has a crush on David? I think that he's drawn to David because of how intelligent David is, Mm. how for like how forthcoming he is, but and I think that like uh, I mean I, I've been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. Let me establish that. <laughs> I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Okay. All right. So I've seen some things. I've heard some things. And I just when I saw that dynamic, there's a part of me that's like, why are you so drawn to him? Like, mm. why are you forcing yourself? He's made it clear he doesn't want to have any affiliation with you. Why do you feel so compelled? to be his brother. Mm. So that's just my take. Okay. But is it also a source of power? Yeah. Because he can't control him. He can, He's controlling everybody in this hood. But and him. you're the smartest person. Now, you're, you're the one who can develop or get us out of here, basically. Mm-hmm. You're the one that if I had to come up with a scheme of how to pass by these drugs, like yeah. because you're quote-unquote smart, right. you're the person who can do that. So mm-hmm. is it a sense of I'm trying to make, like, you're the only person I don't have control of? But I also could see the okay. other the other thing you're yeah. speaking of because when he was with um Miss Elijah, mm-hmm. he was nervous. And I'm like, why are you nervous to be around yes. Miss Elijah? Yes. So I do see like maybe David is also may possibly and it's again a stretch. Right battling with sexuality, sexuality yeah. because right. he was a little like, why are you nervous to be around Miss Elijah? Yes. Unless right. you're like Someone you, told stories, or mm-hmm. or how Miss Elijah's on the same side as Raiden. He's like, oh, Miss Raiden, Miss Elijah keep all our secrets. Or you're right. curious. But then, hello, mm-hmm. also his best friend is being molested That's by true. his own stepdaddy. So it's something that he's either already experienced, mm-hmm. you know, it's he's coming of age, so he is figuring out his own sexuality. Mm-hmm. But then you have your friend over here who's being abused. So right. it's and so it's like, okay, how do I relate to men in this way? Right. You know, and yes, men can show emotions. But also, what do those emotions mean? And right. I love, I thank you for bringing up Miss Elijah because, you know, uh, David was a lookout, but Miss Elijah is another kind of lookout. She know all the business. Yeah, gossip queen. Okay. Yes. But yes. she also, you know, look, I think what I love about her character is that we'll see her looking out for everybody. She mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Um, you don't think she knows what's going on, but she mm-hmm. knows what's going on. And right. she, hello, she's the kind of like the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that David's mom didn't have much, but she still made a way to give her something. Course, and she appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I chime in here? Sure. I want to tell you something really quickly to your point about power. Two quick stories. Mm-hmm. We're going to use brevity. 
I knew a guy, uh, he played football in right outside of Atlanta in the country. Mm-hmm. He was recruited by Miami University okay. at 15 years old. Wow. They came to his school from Miami to Georgia, offered him a full scholarship upon the completion of his high school diploma, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. He got caught up with the wrong crowd. In but, Miami? No, no. This was in Atlanta. Okay. Outside of Atlanta in the country. This guy had friends. Okay, mm-hmm. who came to him and turned him into a drug dealer, a gang member, mm. everything, because they saw he was going in the right direction. Jealousy and envy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy and envy. So that's to your point of power. Mm-hmm. Two, my cousin, my second cousin was an educator in the city of Chicago. There was a guy who had j- graduating high school, got a full scholarship to the to a university. I don't know which one. The gang members had been recruiting him mm-hmm. his entire life. The, the day that he got out, he came out of his grandma's house with his robo and they drove past, shot him dead mm-hmm. on the porch Damn. and left. Mm-hmm. And they said, nobody's leaving this neighborhood if we can't leave. Yeah. Wow. Power. Wow. So I think you brought up a cogent point on that. I want yeah. to tell you that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because I think for me as a woman, I don't know what it's like to be a young boy. You right. know what I'm saying? So this, it, this a show like this is giving me that insight. And I mean, I'm an older sister to a younger mm-hmm. brother. But, you know, sometimes you still don't know the struggles. that so you're, you're a mama bear. Yes. Yeah, that's I good. Am. That's I'm good. Taking care of everybody here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that leads us into um second chances. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we saw David and Saren got almost got suspended from school because mm-hmm. of fighting each other, which I just, the fact that you fought your friend, I think the only fight I ever really got into was with my best friend. Too. Right. It's like, yeah. how are you fighting your own friend? That's but, how you get close. Yeah. <laughs> like, boys, but girls. Oh, okay. like, oh, my bad. I'm like, maybe, uh, I guess it's the same way with arguments. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So sometimes. She <laughs> so, um, but they, David got a second chance. You know, his principal ended up not suspending him mm-hmm. and she said that he he showed her integrity because he told his mom. She found out that he told his mom. Um, We also found out, you know, mom didn't have the cell phone a phone or working phone because she had to pay the light bill and you know we know how that is Mm -hmm. you know whether your parents experience it or you experience it right Mm -hmm. now you gotta pay one bill and that's at the sacrifice of another Mm -hmm. um so they don't get suspended Mm -hmm. david gets a second chance and then he goes in the bathroom and sees his boy saren all beat up yeah which broke my heart. Did you not see that coming? I didn't. I okay. saw that coming. I Did saw it coming. You? Yes. yes. That's I- when that's when I have to say like my experience with my father okay. came in. And this is where I saw it coming. When they got out of the car, the way he spoke to him was abrasive. Oh, when he said, you better kiss your mom. Yeah, kiss yes. her, uh-huh. bruh. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And it was disrespectful. And then when he walked away, he didn't look him in the eye. He was like, yeah, bruh. Yeah, uh-huh. And he walked away. And I said, oh, he doesn't respect him. I said, something's going on there. Yeah. Because Siren was too scared. Like, mm-hmm. I was afraid of my dad, but in a respectful way. Right. I wasn't like this. Fair. You didn't fear him. No, not yeah, like You that. weren't frightened of him. Right, and he yeah. was frightened. So I knew something was going on. I didn't think the sexual abuse was, but I definitely knew physical abuse was. Yeah, right. that sexual, mm-hmm. whenever there's sexual abuse, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. It just it just really uh, hurts me. But like you said, Zakia, we were talking about it's a conversation that we need, need to, to have. have. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to know how to approach it. We need to listen to kids when they do tell us yes. something has happened and trust them and don't say, oh, you lying. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen to what children are saying. And I think that's the overall thoughts. I think the beautiful thing about this show was getting this insight into the mind of a young person um, in this community but in a a poetic way Mm -hmm. one of the notes that I wrote down was was that there's just 
poetry in the pain. Mm-hmm. And um, we got Sky to actually there was a bit of a poem that Sky had David recite, and so. Overall, I just thought it was a beautiful opening, and uh, we look forward to more. Yes, yeah, definitely. For sure. I do want to bring this out because mm-hmm. I keep seeing uh, comparisons. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I think of like being a young boy, because eventually you have to become a man, mm-hmm. you start off with the foundation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his foundation is broken. But then I see the similarity where it's they kind of reflect back into slavery. Yes. And they kind of have like slave uh, rituals or they Mm -hmm. talk about it or they relate back to music Mm -hmm. in a sense. And that is also a broken foundation. Mm -hmm. And for years, that foundation, when that foundation is broken, we see the trauma, we see the pain, we see the hurt. And although we always prevail, it is Mm -hmm. something that continues to grow with us. Definitely, definitely. So I think we're going to see... A continuous growth, yeah, but also um, pain within it, which yeah. I guess that's what makes us. So you know, strong. it's funny you say that about foundation because if you ever been to the projects or a hood, whether it's oh, I lived in one, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> yeah. pro- whether the projects in New York or projects in mm-hmm. in Florida. The projects never have like a smooth sidewalk. There's no. always cracks in the ground. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the foundation literally of this environment is always broken, mm-hmm. which kind of contri- also speaks to the brokenness of this character that mm-hmm. we see. Um, All right, poet. You know, we're getting deep up here on David Makes Man. You know, David said, I come from dirt, I come from water, I come yes. from runners. And it was amazing to see the show where they're giving us a little bit of Yoruba rituals. Mm-hmm. We saw the white, the priestess. We right. saw art with the sky. Mm-hmm. We saw we, they gave us a lot. It's a lot to take in, but I think when you process it, there's a reason, and I think it's all to, to kind of leave us with something to really think about. This mm-hmm. is a thought provoking show, so sure. thank you for sticking with us. We're gonna go into some of our special segments now. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our skies high segment where we talk about the character sky and some the things that David learned from him. Okay, well, Sky's High is a foundation based around Sky's character. And so what I want to do every week and with the viewers, I want to be able to pick a a character dealing with Sky and how he relates to the show and the problems that are going on. So in this episode, we see that David is suffering from what we believe is PTSD. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doctors here. We're just going by what we know and experience. So with the struggle that David is having seems to be that he wants to protect Siren, but he also needs to protect himself in order to advance. Yeah. And so I want to know from the two of you, how do you think he's going to be able to deal with this conflict? Between David and Saren, I think um, we see this friendship that is 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 struggling. I think he David's going to have to figure out if he's going to choose himself, okay, um, or or his friendship. Okay. And based on Sky's lesson, it's like Sky says, "You you go first. You go first right. in the presentation, and you know do whatever you got to hurt whomever just to get ahead." I mm-hmm. think that's what he's kind of learn, learning from Sky. Sometimes the lessons from Sky. I don't think are always going to be, we're not always going to agree with them, but right. we got to think about who Sky is. He, mm-hmm. he, we see him in a wife beater. He seems to be like the OG hustler. Yep. You know, it said he's, he seems to be similar to David where he had an opportunity to go yep. to a right. specific type of school. So uh, I think David's going to have to figure out 
Is it going to be me or others? And the fact that he was struggling, he was like, I used what he told me against him. Right. That hurt my heart. Right. So Mm -hmm. I see it differently. Mm -hmm. I think that David's going to realize that Sky isn't always right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see that crab in the bucket uh, mentality. Crabs in the barrel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh crabs in the barrel mentality. Mm -hmm. Where, like, you think... Like as and we teach this to mm-hmm. our young black men so often, our young mm-hmm. people, period, right. that you believe that you have to put somebody else down to get up and you yeah. don't. No. Yep. But because he, that's all he kind of knows and you see that even with him in the relationship he has with um the redhead uh oh, yeah, raining. Raining. Yeah. <laughs> we just this is the first episode. Yeah. First I know. Episode. We're all right. <laughs> but raining, you even see that where yeah. it's like, I gotta pull you down right. to be above. So you see that crab in a barrel mentality. Yeah. But I feel like he maybe he's gonna realize he doesn't have to do that. I don't right. have to hurt you to be someone better. That's yeah. right. Okay. I think I would love to also hear from you guys. What did you think what lessons did you think Sky taught Dave yeah. in this episode, David, DJ, yeah, our, our whatever you want to call D. In this episode, um, thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. so we also have some news and gossip. Yes, we have. After hey. <laughs> so we have a few things. So let's see what we're gonna start with. So first, we have a picture with Oprah and, of course, our creator mm-hmm. of this entire series. Yeah, um, she often said when she heard his story like she knew like this had to be something that was placed on television yeah she describes it in an interview um on own as poetry on tv Mm. um so it's really amazing if you guys get a chance to go see that interview it was absolutely amazing then we see our executive producer so michael b jordan is one of them yes yes um oprah winfrey we again have our creator and our main character and they're enjoying the premiere of this show and then we have a video it's so cute so i want you guys to watch it okay, yeah you got you, you got you. okay <laughs> so this is the red carpet yes. premiere <laughs> and we have michael and his mom miss donna yes. jordan look at you yes. hey <laughs> so the press basically said kiss your mom and he said no like, <laughs> and then of course he kissed his of mom course. and we see that he brings his mom on many red carpets so That's i think awesome. it's so yes. cute so there is a little executive producer mom love yeah. i love that God. I love that. Yes. Thank you. Isn't she proud? Yes. Yes. How could you yes. not be? So also, um, you know, this one of the other executive producers, in addition to Michael B. Jordan, is Miss mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey. And mm-hmm. the show airs on her network. So, yes. you know, we all know and love Oprah. But what were some of the top three Oprah moments that she made us cry? Because this show could make you cry. Mm. My number three moment. We're going to start from three and go to um to number one. So number three was when she uh, did the car giveaway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a car, you get a car, mm-hmm. you get a car. We all remember that. We got yes. some images. You know, that that's the meme that everybody yes. knows. Um, I also have an image of her sitting on the cars. I learned a bunch. Um, basically, she had her producers change the bows the night before because she wanted them to be bigger, wow. which I understand as a producer, you want things to read on camera. So right. if it's too small, you can't see it. Right. Loving her. Um, it happened about 15 years ago and she gave away 276 cars. It was supposed to only be 25, but how this came about was Gail was on a plane with somebody from 
the company mm-hmm. and they talked it through and see see how the homie hookup worked yeah, out yeah. there. I love Gail and Oprah. Mm-hmm. I love Gail and Oprah. Paramedics were on site just in case people fell out. And <laughs> yes. That's true though. Okay, just in case. And then unfortunately, so the show paid for the sales tax and the registration for each car, but there was something called a gift tax that people found out about after, like which was up grand. to like more, seven thousand dollars or more. Mm. And some people were pissed. But overall it's like how are you gonna be mad when they had the option of getting cash, so it was either the car or cash. Okay. So that's what happened there. So my number two moment was Oprah's Legends Ball. So we have, uh, this was when Oprah selected 25 black women to honor who were in entertainment, arts, or civil rights, and she had a three-day celebration at her Montecito home. We have a group shot of all 25 women. What What's beautiful about this is that she gave the flowers to people that before they were gone. Right. So Miss Maya Angelou was honored. Miss Aretha Franklin was honored. Miss mm-hmm. Coretta Scott King was honored. Miss Toni Morrison, R.I.P., mm-hmm. who recently passed, was mm-hmm. honored. Miss Rosa Parks. You know, mm-hmm. these women who have had such an impact on our lives. Oprah said, you know what? Let me honor you while you're here and right not now. when you're gone. So that was not my number two moment. And my number one mm-hmm. moment was Oprah as Sophia in The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we all remember. She says people come up to her and recite lines. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What I loved about that is that um, Oprah herself, when she read the book, she fell in love with the book. She bought it for all her co-workers and she could recite the entire book. She knew everything. She waited three months after meeting with the casting director and then Steven Spielberg called her. Mm-hmm. to tell her that she got the role. And, That's awesome. You know, all I got to say is all my life I had to fight. Right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I had to fight my daddy, had to fight my brothers, had to fight my cousins and uncles. And, you know, that's yeah. that. That's what's one of the lines. Classic, that, classic right? Classic. And, you know, when I think about Sophia, she's kind of like, like David, you know, mm-hmm. fighting to figure out his life and, and come out of the circumstances that he's put in. Mm-hmm. So those are our top three. Now we'll get into some predictions. Mm-hmm. Oh, light, yeah. Siki, I'll start with you. Okay, so I definitely predict. I mean, something going down. Like he got his second chance at school, but I don't think he's gonna um, run away too easy in a hood. He messed up in that watch. Like the police came, so something's gonna go down. Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that, um, especially with the sinister look that Ray had towards the end, mm-hmm. I think that he is plotting something. And I think that he's going to try and use, he's going to try to use his little brother against him somehow. Yes. Now, as far as his relationship with Siren, I believe that there's going to be uh, an apology of uh-huh. some sort. It may not be an I'm sorry. It may be, hey, bro, let's go hoop. Mm-hmm. Or let's go get something to drink. But I think that David is going to try to get that trust back with Siren because I really feel like he loves him. I really okay. feel that way. I like that. I also think David feels like he might, David might feel like he's stronger than Siren. So he might actually try to fight the stepdaddy oh, yeah. on, on his friend's behalf. You know really what I'm saying? Yeah. So just to also, as you say, like just in a way to say, I'm sorry, like let yeah. me defend you. Like nobody right. going to do that to my friend. Um, I think we're going to continue to see 
the principal get involved. I want to see what's going to happen with this counseling session. If David does go to counseling, what he's going to reveal in counseling and will something he reveals in counseling negatively affect his mom? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If your kids aren't being fed, you know, you're living in an environment where the lights are getting turned off. Mm -hmm. David's used to it, but Mm -hmm. you know, social services is going to be like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, and little, uh, JG, the little brother. No Lord. He going, he going to pray for him. Pray for him. And please pray for all of us. We pray for you. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of the David Makes Man After Show. My name is Sahai, and you can find me at Say Hi Sahai. Where can they find you guys? I am Joshua Wright. You can find me all things social media at Cleverly Clad. I'm also going to be doing Monday and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Another Life. My name is Zakia Wilbert, and you can find me at Zakia W underscore on Instagram. And I also do Bring the Funny on Tuesdays at 910. Perfect, right. guys. Hit us back next Wednesday. We'll be right here at 10 p.m. right on After Buzz Dramas. See you next weekend. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.